Welcome! You're listening to the Church Files Podcast, which features fun-filled, hard-to-believe, hilarious experiences from working in the church, from antics in the parish office to absurd voicemails and funny liturgical moments. You think working for the church is dull? Think again. Humor is out there. And now, here's our host, Craig Colson. Well, hello and welcome to the Church Files podcast. In this podcast, we explore funny stuff that happens at churches related to church ministry that just most people just wouldn't believe actually could happen at a church. And today's episode, this is episode four, and it's Funny Liturgical Moments, volume two, and we're calling it West Coast edition because I was on the West Coast, almost the West Coast, Arizona for many, many years. So a lot of my stories come from from there. And then also today we have from California, Mr. Ryan Klaus, composer extraordinaire. So welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. So how you doing, man? Doing awesome. It's uh, It's been a whirlwind few years, as you know, um, but it feels good yeah. to be back on camera. I had a podcast for two years. It was called Two Catholic Dudes. Uh, I think we ended yeah. end of 2021, and I kind of moved in a different direction for a couple years, but it's nice to be back on camera, for sure. Nice. And I want to sh- give you a shout-out because you were the one who like helped me get set up and like recommended mics and, and uh, the thing that I'm using to do the podcast. So Ryan was essential in getting this thing going. So Always happy to help that, a friend. And I mean, I, so I shifted yeah. into kind of video production as well as continuing my, my parish job. But so I have all these random skill sets that kind of stack on top of each other. And, you know, you, you need a little bit of advice and I can get you so far. I, I'm jack of all trades, master of none, I always <laughs> say, you know. There you go. I feel I kind of feel the same way. So, yeah, like like everything so behind me work- looks looks good enough. But like if this podcast goes long enough, these planks are going to start falling down because they're just basically like stuck on the wall. <laughs> it's yeah, all a facade, awesome. you know. So you've worked for the church for a number of years, I know, and we've seen each other at, at different conferences and things like that over the years and, and gotten to know each other a little bit. So you've had funny stuff happen so what's like something funny that's happened to you so i was racking my brain last night because like you said it's been i don't even 20 years uh i well i joined i grew up catholic but i joined the the youth choir as a teenager and i mean this is funny enough that like i learned music as a 12 year old 13 year old playing heavy metal guitar like i'm talking metallica (laughs) pantera slayer mid 1990s and that's all i wanted to do and so I showed up as a teenager to our teen choir, and we're doing like, we are companions on the journey. And then as soon, for the rehearsal, yeah. and as soon as that song stops, I'm I'm riffing a Metallica uh, song. <laughs> and they're like, hey, bro, can you take it outside? Uh, let, let's not, right? So that was like how I started coming into my musical journey of the church. It's sort of a, a musical journey, really, you know? <laughs> I was trying to worry about it's a musical journey. But I think I, I'd like to think the funniest, funniest like first memory of music at church um, mm-hmm. was was me sitting in the pews as a little kid, you know, nine, eight, ten years old, and the adult choir at the time, who. Uh, uh, I love I love all of them dearly. They were kind of my mentors to me as I grew up, and uh, and 
came into my own. But they weren't. They were all amateur volunteer musicians, and there were plenty of times where the one or two guitarists had a capo on. Yeah, I mean, you probably know this story many times. They had a capo on for one song. They didn't take it off. Capo. Yeah. <laughs> They start the next song, and you have this cacophony of key signatures. Uh, um, <clears throat> but no one, again, everyone's yeah. volunteer musicians. No one has any idea what's going on. They're like two, three, four, six different keys happen at the same time. And they just keep playing. They keep yeah. playing, and, but they're all looking at each other like something doesn't sound quite right. And yeah. they, they try to muscle yeah. through it, and no one has the, the wherewithal to take the capo off um, and fix it. And multiple times they just stop the song, and they went... Hey, we're we're sorry, everyone. <laughs> Let's try that again. I'm oh like, oh, that's like, that was rough. We had a similar thing like that happen once, where I was in this church that had a choir loft. You know, like back in the day, yeah. like up in the up in the back, mm -hmm. and there was organ speakers up there. But the actual organ, like the console where you play, was way down in the front of the church, sure. and it was near the piano. Yep. But you couldn't hear, like down here, you couldn't hear the organ. The organ was, you know, way back there. So I had two, like, pieces of music for this organist who came, and one was in one key, and one I had, like, in another key for the parts, because it had, like, the vocal parts on it. And I'm like, oh, let's just transpose it. No, no big deal. So this guy started playing you know, one of them, and I was playing the other one. We're singing and playing the whole song. It was like the gathering song for Mass. So I guess later I found out as the priest walked down the aisle, the organist was playing the left key, and I was playing the right key. So it was like the key of C. <laughs> he was in the key of C, and I was in the key of D. And we had no, I couldn't hear it. We had no idea. I couldn't hear the organ. So the priest was like, that was the weirdest thing <laughs> I ever heard in my life. Because in the back of the church, it was in this key. And as he got closer, where the speakers for the you know regular sound system where it was in a different key, I can't imagine. And it, we didn't hear it until the very last note. You know how like the organ holds out? Yeah, sometimes? yeah, yeah. And then we were like, like, and then when we stopped singing, right. it was like, whoa! And he went like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Dude, so. that's like, you, you could pay thousands of dollars to get a degree in composition, modern 20th century, modern 20th century composition, yeah. and to write in multiple key centers like that. Or you could just uh, yeah. botch it during mass and play in two different keys. But I mean, th yeah. that's that's a difficult thing as an organist or, I mean, let's probably for more, more applicable to what we do is when we're playing and the psalmist goes up to the ambo, it's usually in a place pretty far away from the choir area and dealing with that delay, yeah, depending on the monitor or not monitor situation that you have mm -hmm. as a musician. I remember one of the first times uh, I came into this issue, I, it was my first time at a, at a new parish and the monitor situation was non-existent, but we were kind of tucked back where the main, the main speakers had a major delay to get to me. And so the mm -hmm. psalmist goes up there and I'm getting her voice at like a two second delay. And inexperienced me didn't know to just keep playing. I'm trying to like play to play yeah. to what I hear, which slowed her, me down. Yeah. And then she slowed down to me. And we, before you know it, we were literally at a crawl <laughs> and we didn't know how to get out of it. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, this is good because now the people that, you know, aren't musicians that maybe have no idea what we're talking about in different keys or delay or something like that, they're sitting, oh, is that why the music sometimes sounds so weird in church? Because yeah. there's something bizarre, like, yeah, like that going on. That, um, that's the reality we of it. About that's the reality of it is, you know, a lot of my stuff is music centric. I mean, I, I, 
everything my about mm-hmm. my entire life has just been like music, music, music. And so that's the way I think. And that's naturally what I gravitated towards when you said find some funny stories. But the reality is no matter how many funny things we happen and what we're going to talk about on this podcast is like the majority of the congregation doesn't know. Or, you know, they'll be right. like, that was weird for a second, but then they'll forget about it because it's not like the primary focus of what we're doing at Mass, right? And that's what I tell right, my, right. my cantors, my choir, everything. You know, even if they completely screw up a solo, they sing the wrong words, whatever happens. Like, if they turn to me and they're like, I'm so sorry, and they start freaking out, I go, stop, let it go, Yeah. focus on the Mass, you know, because that's yeah. what's important, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. Right. It was, uh, it reminded me too when you said... Um, my wife's going to kill me that I'm sharing this story, but I love um, the when you said um, when you said the cantor. So the cantor, if you don't know, if you're not Catholic or you don't know music, is the person you know who like will lead the song. We call them the cantor. So they go up to the podium or what we call the ambo, and they sing sometimes the word of God, right? So um, Kristen used to do that all the time, and what happened was she had dyed her hair. She's a brunette, but she had dyed her hair red. And so, um, anyway, so she had red hair for a while and then, uh, and she does now again, actually years later. But, uh, so I was at like a supermarket, you know, shopping one night and, uh, Kristen was over on one side of the store and I was over on another side getting coffee creamer probably or something. And this woman comes up to me in the store and she goes, Oh my gosh, you're the music guy. I love the music at the church. She's like, Oh, and when your daughter goes up there to sing, <laughs> she has the most beautiful voice. And I'm like that's my wife (laughs) and I'm like and we're four years apart you know whatever she looked at me like oh my god well it's a compliment to her or whatever I was like is that a compliment to her or is that a is a slight on you (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know probably both ways so yeah but I was like oh my so I told my daughter that and she's like oh my gosh and then one time I did a, a workshop and I was talking about singing the psalm and I told the story and I was I had like a picture of Kristen I was like wife daughter you nice. know, like, <laughs> this is this is who they are that that's so, funny um you mentioned running into parishioners at your church it's i was just gonna say like it's better that you were buying coffee creamer than you know you're you're in the checkout line with a 30 pack of beer <laughs> and they're like hey you're you're the great musician at church you're the and you're choir guy <laughs> yeah because i mean well not was- that that's ever happened to me for sure but <laughs> Yeah. If it was wine, you'd be like, yeah, I'm buying it for the church. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, yeah, you definitely need that, that full-bodied cab for sure. Um, everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Okay, so I didn't know that uh, we're, we're trying to reach a broad audience. Future stories, I will try to explain and not be so niche Catholic. But uh, uh, Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Using you all, never know the, all the verbiage and terminology. Um, it's funny. I did... Uh, I, Early on in my podcast, the Two Catholic Dudes podcast, we it was two we ran for two years and it was every single week, um, so we ran through the gamut wow. of topics. But I think episode three and four were a two part episode about funny things that happen in church, and uh, I came really? from I, I again came from a musical background, but my my podcast partner was a youth minister and so he just brought other stories mm-hmm. stuff like when he was an altar server, his brother was an altar server next to him and he threw up right on the steps. Um, he just started because he's like, I don't feel so good. And then just like, blam, right there, like right, yeah. right before they were going to ring the bell. So, you know, a lot of, yeah. lot of, a lot of crazy stuff happens. My mind always just grabs onto all the musical stuff though. Yeah. No. And that, and that's good. We had, um, one time, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff like that happens like in the parish office and stuff too. So I was thinking about doing an episode, um, for that. And on the last or two episodes ago, we talked about some stuff, but one of the other things, and this is like, this is probably the craziest story 
that like you know when you say like you can't make this stuff up and that's yeah. why like when i've shared these stories for years where people are like i can't like no one could make this up so i was teaching over at the school one day and i go into the parish office like to grab my lunch or whatever so i walk across the parking lot and the receptionist that's there she goes oh, craig have you seen the picture have you seen the picture and i was like what picture she goes oh come here and she shows me this picture of this like bed Okay, and there's a lamp, you know, like you have on your nightstand next to the bed. And she goes, look at the tissue box. Look at the tissue box. And I'm like, what? The tissue box? Like, <laughs> so the lamp, I noticed the lamp on the side of the bed was on. And then there was a tissue box there. And you know when you take, and I grabbed a prop because I knew I would share this. But you know when you take, like, a tissue out of the tissue box, it leaves another tissue there, right? right. Like, sticking up. Well, so this, apparently this guy had taken a tissue out of the tissue box. And the tissue that was left formed into like the perfect image of the blessed virgin mary <laughs> and like this kind of looks like a ghost but i am not kidding i looked at this thing it was like it was a statue of mary huh. it had detail it was unbelievable and i'm looking at this thing and you know sorry about you know my faith in this one but i was like that is so photoshopped it's not even funny because it was this tissue thing was like perfect wow and so um so i was like wow you know that's that's amazing you know all this stuff so kind of forgot about it have my lunch whatever so a couple of weeks later i'm getting ready to like do music for mass right and I, I i hadn't seen my pastor so i went back and he's in the back and he goes look look there it is there it is and i'm like what father and he goes it's a miracle a miracle look and i look over and i see this old guy you know those like terminator like arnold schwarzenegger yeah. terminator like the ones they that give you wear? when you have eye surgery or whatever yeah like this guy was like in his 90s okay and he's standing there with these terminator glasses on okay and he's holding the tissue box <laughs> and <laughs> I looked like it was like the bat, the last pew was there and you'll as like a musician, you know what this is. He had like a road case like that you would put like your nice amplifier or something in like it was all padded and everything. Yeah. He had taken it out of the road case like and he was showing it to the priest and my pastor was like, look, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And honestly, like the thing looks like this now. Like, it did not look like the Virgin Mary at all. Well, because he threw but, it so in I'm a case thinking, and dragged it around. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, he threw it in the case, or maybe when he pulled it out, like, the wind hits it, you know, and it moved or whatever. Right. But the, the funniest thing about this was this woman now walks by, and he sees her, and we'll just call her Veronica. But he goes, Veronica, Veronica, look, look. And she goes, oh, John. And she pulls the <laughs> tissue out and goes, <laughs> And blows her nose in the tissue. Oh, my god! And then, gosh. like, crumples it up and throws it in her pocket. And this guy is standing there. And he's like, he looks so upset. And my pastor's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's a miracle. A miracle. And you know what the guy said? He goes, please, don't tell her. She didn't know. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. This was, like, real. Like, this... <laughs> It's like there's no way this. Guy I'm sure made you guys have. Up. You guys took a photo of it at least, right? When it yeah, was like, they, yeah. Well, they had the photo from yeah from the from the nightstand, but but she blew her nose in the tissue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Wow. 
And then I had to like go start singing mass. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> that's wow. that's what you know that that's our job is like all this chaos and craziness and funny things happen before, in the middle of and afterwards. But we still got to do our job and perform. Uh, yeah. I say perform loosely, you know, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, that yeah, reminded sure. me. I mean, I, this one story distinctly when I was like in mid '90s when I was a kid. I remember it was the grilled cheese Virgin Mary. It was making the news. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's like, the, the Virgin Mary is in this grilled cheese sandwich. And uh, everyone's like, okay. Now people do that as like an art form. You've seen this stuff like that? Like where they do like pancakes yeah. and stuff like that. And they like the Beatles and they flip it and it's all the Beatles faces. Like it's wild. Well, and they sell a toaster now that will put like Jesus or the Virgin Mary like on your toast. Yeah. Like it imprints it. Have you seen those? Uh, no, I, but I believe it, you know. So 90s, yeah, we're gonna different look. times. <laughs> We're going to look on Amazon. <laughs> nice. This is, this is a funny story. This, this guy was, um, what time was, you know, I, I kind of talked about this a couple podcasts ago that sometimes, you know, like people go, well, what, you work for the church full time? Like, what do you do all day? And sometimes it's like we're dealing with just crazy things that happen. So one time there was this guy and, you know, he was, he was a little bit, you know, a little bit crazy and, and God bless him. That's what I would say. God, God bless him. him. But he, he would, he would kind of shout out in the middle of church like so mass is going on and it's like a quiet part and he's like yelling out mm. and i don't think he had like tourettes or anything like that he, he I, in fact i know he didn't he just there was some things at this church like he didn't like and he's like the holy spirit has left this place like, oh my god you know and he was just kind he's of like, some he you're a he you got so a heckler he was kind of a heckler so the priest actually unfortunately had to get a restraining order against him because i guess he would after like mass, he would come and he would start yelling and stuff. And so, so they had a restraining order against him. So one Sunday, um, we had this guy, my bass player actually was a, is a police officer. Right. And so he sees this guy in the church and he's kind of making some noise kind of before the mass started and stuff. So this guy goes back to the priest before mass and the sacristy and he goes, father, you know, I, I got my badge, you know, whatever. And he kind of pulls up his shirt. I got my badge and you know, uh, my handcuffs and stuff. He goes, I, I can take care of this for you. And he's like, you know, let's call him Joe. Joe, don't today. We need Joe, the bass player, not Joe, the police officer. Let's just celebrate the mass and not worry about it. Right. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, if you need anything. So, so then, you know, we go through the mass. Well, around communion time, this guy had gotten pretty rambunctious. And so this priest goes up to the musicians and he's like, you know, body of Christ, body of Christ. Well, he gets to Joe and he goes, body of Christ. And he goes, if he makes another move, take him out. Nice. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Because it was really getting distracted. Yeah. So this guy, Joe, puts down his, his guitar and he goes over and I see him kind of like, you know, and he takes him outside. Well, then I found out after church was over. <laughs> He handcuffed because he, he, he went out for like, I don't know, three minutes. And then he came back in and kept playing. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, what did he do with this guy? I'm thinking, did he call another officer or what happened? No, he handcuffed him to a pole. <laughs> nice. Outside. And then after the mass was over, he came and played the last two songs or whatever. You know, 10 minutes later, he went out and he took him, you know, he took him down. Dude, I bet that guy was just screaming him. outside, huh? Yeah, probably, probably was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're walking up to the church, and there's a guy handcuffed to a pole. But <laughs> it's like you know, you can't make this stuff up. I was going back to that original choir. You were thinking about just more funny things that that went on. Mm -hmm. I remember when I joined that adult choir as a as a young adult, 
and I started to get like mentored from some of those directors and they played it was they, they came from the folk generation the 70s mm -hmm. um, 80s all the uh, Dan Shooty stuff and everything um, and they and I started playing guitar next to them and reading off of their music and we would get to a B minor chord and I would look over and she would just be like this <laughs> And then after the song, I go, I go, let's call her Kathy. I go, Kathy, I noticed you just decided not to play the B minor chord. What's going on there? She goes, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like, I tried, I tried bar chords for a number of years, and they're just too difficult. So I just decided that whenever a bar chord comes up, I just don't play. I'm like, just you just, you just, she's just like, I, I'm too old. I'm too old for that. I'm like, so just nothing oh happens God. during that, those, those bars or that chord. She's like, yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. I've made my peace with it. Oh my god! I'm like, all right, sounds good. So I at least made a a, a a pact to myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna give the extra mile and I'm gonna play the bar chords. So I do mm. play B minor chords now. Um, but yeah, you're you're a great guitar player. Thanks, man. <laughs> Excellent. As a musician, you know you have to really work well with the priest. So this one, this one thing that happened one time at a parish I was at, the pastor was going to be transferred. So what happens is they kind of usually open list the parish. So like if other priests want to apply for the parish, they can, and then they decide who's going to go there. So uh, this particular parish was on the what they call like the open listing, right? Okay. So I called a priest friend of mine and I said, "Hey, you should really like, you know, cuz we have to work well with the the priest when you're the music director." So I was like, "You should come check out the parish." So he had come to like a Sunday night mass and he was just sitting in the congregation and I saw him maybe 20 minutes before mass and I was like, "Oh, he's here." And he's in plain clothes, so nobody knew he was a priest or anything except me. Well, like undercover sudden, boss. This woman comes up to me. <laughs> undercover boss. Yeah, exactly. I love that show. So I always cry at that show. <laughs> I need I need the Mary I need the Blessed Mary tissue box when I watch that show. Love it. Um, but um, so this priest is sitting out there and nobody knows. And so then this woman comes up to me and she goes, "Craig, um, Father's going to be late. The fa the priest who was doing the mass, Father's going to be late. And you know, can you stall for a few minutes?" I go, "Like, what time is he going to be here?" Well, it's a six o'clock mass. He, he said he would be here there about 6.05. I just got off the phone with him. I'm like, okay, five minutes. So I'm like, you know, so people, I wanted to start on time. So I'm like, well, good evening, everyone. And I'm like, let's go over this song. And, da, 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 da. Yeah, sure. and oh, you know what? There's another new one, right? And so as I'm going over. You're like, you know what? I don't think song. you guys have been getting the Gloria quite good enough. Let's sing yeah. through the whole Gloria <laughs> twice. Come on. Yeah, in parts, <laughs> this side in harmony, you know. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know, let me teach you. So I'm trying to do this, you know, and I all of a sudden I see the priest just running in the back, and he is he's bolting in to try and get his vestments on and everything. Yeah. So, okay, this priest, I'm just going to say he's from Africa, so he's got a pretty strong accent. And, you know, sometimes with different cultures, you know, when I've worked with different cultural priests, you know, just different cultures experience different things different ways they sure you know maybe say things sometimes that you know maybe we would say something in africa that they'd be like oh my gosh that's offensive or you know so they might do that <clears throat> you know just different cultures express things in different ways so i'll, I'll preface it with that so he, father comes out and he gets to the homily part where he's you know going to give his sermon and he goes and I'm sorry, but I, I just like to do impressions, so I'll kind of do it a little bit. If he goes, I'm so sorry, I was late, I had the problem, had to go emergency room. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, God, you know, yeah, Father, yeah, are you yeah. okay, you know? And so he goes, yes, I had the constipation. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So apparently... 
where he's from, it's just normal to talk, to about, talk about bodily functions and constipation. I don't know, you know. So I see my priest friend who, you know, is in the congregation, like looking at me like, like, what? <laughs> what is happening here? And then he goes into like a pretty um, intricate description of what the doctor did and how he got rid of the constipation. Oh, my gosh. And like it was just normal for him to share this with everybody. And, and I mean, there's people like, <laughs> just with their chins on the floor and he's like thank god for the enema and he's like going you know saying all this stuff <laughs> and like you know it was like if if you or i had like a uh we were had cancer god forbid or something and we were healed like he was so excited like yeah. he'd be sharing about it from the rooftops he was like i had the enema and he's like sharing and so and then Right after that, you know, we say the creed together. So I noticed this little, like, two-year-old, three-year-old kid had been, like, running back and forth. You know, the parents are trying to watch him. Well, in the middle of the creed, we're like, I believe in God, the Father of the Almighty. This kid runs down the hallway and pulls the fire alarm. And it's literally so, woo, woo. It's just going off so loud in the middle of the church. But we know, we saw this kid pull it. So we know it's not like a, right, a, right, you right. Know, a real emergency, like we have to evacuate everybody so we keep saying the creed or whatever and and then i see one of our staff members just bolt to the back you know to try and figure out how to you know Keep shut it off or yeah. something so it goes off a few minutes later so after the mass is over my priest friend comes up and he's like dude this is the craziest mass i've ever been at in my <laughs> life he goes i'm not applying for this parish i'm going back to my parish where things are normal oh my <laughs> gosh so he never applied for the parish because it was like, it, it, you know, it was the craziest mass. I ever. thought of two things yeah. while you're saying that. The quick one was uh, priests that have accents. And the funny, funny, real quick story was that we had a priest mm -hmm. with a, a real thick Spanish accent. And I remember distinctly on Good Shepherd Sunday, he did his homily and he said, he must have said Good Shepherd 37 times. Just Jesus is the Good mm -hmm. Shepherd, is the Good Shepherd, is the Good Shepherd. And after mass, somebody went up to him and they were like, Father, Wonderful homily today, but I have to ask, who who is this wood chipper that you're talking about? Who's the wood chipper? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wood chipper. <laughs> Kristen and I were at dinner one night with with the pastor of this this church, and I was telling him the story about the associate pastor, right, the assistant pastor who was there. So this when this assistant pastor came, he was from the Philippines, and he had a very strong accent. And just really nice guy, but he comes up to me and I, you know, you know, when you meet the priest for the first time, you know, you don't, you don't know him at all. And you're like, hello, father, you know, welcome. And thank you so much for being here. And he just looked at me, he goes, you going to sing the Kyrie? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's, he didn't say hello. Yeah. He yeah, introduced yeah. himself. He goes, you going to sing the Kyrie? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, okay. You know, we don't usually sing the Kyrie at this mass, but sure. If you want me, I can sing the Kyrie. And he goes, sing the Kyrie. <laughs> I was like. Okay, you know, you got it. Just, just, so he comes out, he does the mass, we sing the Kyrie, because, you know, he's very insistent, yeah, sure. like, he really likes the Kyrie. So then he gets then he gets to his homily, and I guess he had been at this church before, and we'll just call him Father Joe, you know, and he goes, uh, oh, you like Father Joe? You miss Father Joe, you miss Father Joe, you know, and he's like going on like, and he goes, you ready for story? You ready for story? And it, this, this, he can say, Teach your accents. And he's told this yeah, I know. I, I know it's horrible. Um, but uh, so he go, and this don't let me forget about how this got me in trouble. Because remember, okay. I'm, I'm telling this to the pastor now about about this other priest. So um, so you ready for a story? And he goes, yeah, this guy, 
This guy, he goes to the Holy Land with his wife, and the first day he dies, he just dropped dead in the Holy Land. And they tell his wife, you can bury him here, cost you a thousand dollars. If you want to drop him, if you want to bring him back to the States, cost you three thousand dollars. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> We're just like looking at him, like, you know, and, and they go, she he, she goes oh let's let's bring him back to to the United States. He goes why do you want to bring him back to the States? It cost you three thousand dollars. You bury him here, it cost you a thousand dollars. And she goes because I hear the last time you bury someone here, he rose again. <laughs> and then he goes you like you like Father Joe's story. <laughs> so that's he would start his homily every week oh with gosh. this funny. So we yeah. actually kind of looked forward because he had some really good. So I'm telling my pastor this. And he goes, oh, that's a pretty good impression you do there. I'd love to hear your impression of me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And he, yeah, he was a good guy. We had a really good, and my wife is like under the table like, oh, my gosh, you know. So I did the impression. Did you do it? This, and he was, he was good. He was solid. Nice. Yeah, I did. I did it. I did it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't, get, I didn't get in trouble. It was, you know, priests are people, you know. Right, exactly. And especially if you have a good rapport, a good relationship with them, you know. Um, I always, no, I try to always go before Mass to chat with the priest and um, make sure we, A, we have everything in line musically and we know what's going on. Is there anything special going on? But two, just to, you know, have a moment with them. Uh, and especially if I don't know them, too. But yes, I've had plenty of occasions where they're like, yeah. I'm like, hi, how are you today? And they're like, Kyrie, no Kyrie. I'm like, okay, cool, bye. Yeah, you know, like good, good talk. Thanks so much. Yeah, and what I and what I forgot to mention was this priest who asked me about the Kyrie. The next week, I went. He had mass again the same time, and I go, I go, oh, Father, did you want me to sing the Kyrie tonight? And he goes, Listen, <laughs> every time I have mass, you sing the Kyrie. Don't ever ask me again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, oh like, okay, that's that's the reality of us as musicians. It's like you got to do the powwow about the kyrie with all the priests that come in. But I mean, if he's pretty adamant about that, we would have a, a guest priest at one at my yeah. first parish, and he was pretty regular figure, like mostly every weekend. But um, I would go back and say, "Hey, good mm -hmm. morning, Father. Just uh, we'll do the same thing we always do." He goes, "Yep, we'll tell everyone that Ryan's a big fat sinner, and then you go hit it." I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he was joking, of course, but. Um, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had my pastor one time had told me that there was a, a priest that was going to come cover the mass and I had never met him. And so he comes in and he was kind of had a southern drawl, you know, like this. Nice. And I saw so it was Christmas season. And again, if you're not Catholic or you don't know, we have different <laughs> colors like for different seasons. So like in Christmas, they wear white, sometimes a little gold ordinary time green so i'm kind of at the piano and i can see where he's getting kind of ready with the with the ministers before mass and i notice where it's christmas season so the color is white and i see he's in a green vestment and i'm yeah, like oh, oh no is he wearing a green vestment so i yeah so i told the musicians i'll be right back so i walk over there i said hi father thanks so much for coming nice to meet you i go you know father today the color is is white and and he goes Oh, what am I wearing? And he looks down. And he didn't even realize. He just threw on a green vestment. He didn't even realize yeah, yeah, yeah. what the color was. So he goes, show me what these guys wear. So I open up these giant cabinets that we have. And there's right. like 30 white vestments all across. Anything he wants, you know. And he goes, oh, those are all too fancy for me. I just put on a white stole. So 
the stole is like the part, you know, that goes down like a sash, like over. So he just left the green vestment on and he puts on a white stole over <laughs> what? it. Because he didn't want to get, he didn't want to rechange and, and, and that kind of thing. So, and be too fancy. So we're singing like some <laughs> Christmas song, Come All You Faithful or something. And he's walking down the aisle and all I can think is this guy looks like a giant Christmas tree, you know? <laughs> and so then um, we were talking about the psalm earlier like when you go up to the ambo well in this church you know when you when you go up to the ambo to do the psalm you kind of walk right by the priest and he leans over to my wife and he goes go get him <laughs> like, he just goes go get him and, and then um he gave his homily and stuff and i guess wherever he was at they don't do the creed and they just what? like skip the creed and so he just he goes yeah which is i don't think yeah, you could do that the creed every sunday we all know so, no, you can't do that. So, but uh, but he did apparently. So, you know, some of the older guys that were like, you know, had, things were more free flowing. Like I do, I do things my things. way. You know, you hear? Yeah. So he leans over to me and he goes in front of everyone. He goes, Chief, we do the creed here. And yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm like shaking my head. Yes, Father, trying to be inconspicuous, like you know, whatever. And he goes. And we had screens, uh, projection screens in the church. He goes, is it going to be up there? Because I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so I told, uh, it was an interesting, it was an interesting mass. And I told my pastor the next day, I said, yeah, we had Father so-and-so last night. And I, I told him, you know, the story. And he goes, he doesn't have a sacred bone in his body. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> really funny. Dude, my uh, so, my pastor yeah, is good... is pretty open. He like he'll talk to me as well during the homily or random parts of the mass, um, in, like to the congregation, but to me. And so I had to learn really quickly when I got there. Like now is not the time to doze off uh, during the homily. I might might be on my third mass and I was up, you know, only got three hours of sleep. But like I am laser beam focused because at any point he'll be like, "Isn't that right, Ryan?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Yeah." Or he'll like straight up ask me a question and he'll, he'll make time. me turn on the microphone and actually like answer the question. So I'm like, I better be paying attention and answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had, I had a, the same thing happen with this one guy one time. He's kind of like an old Irish guy and he's goes, you know, it's like that song we sang. Let it be. Let it be. Can we sing that again? You know, in the middle of his homily. And I'm like, whoa. And so I'm like, run up to the piano. I'm thinking if I went to the restroom or something, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> during the homily. Cause for us, that's like the only like little break we get every now and then. Like we're playing, you know, straight right. an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So, you know, sometimes that's the time, you know, but I, I was glad I was there cause I just jumped over to the piano and started singing, um, that song. He'll, again, yeah. Cause he just, he'll call me out often at the beginning of his homily. Um, usually the beginning of the homily is when he's, he's more casual conversation. Then he jumps into the theology part. But like, like you said, you know, we're going back to back masses often and the break in between the masses is our time to rehearse and get the microphone set up. So like during the homily, I usually rush right. off and go to the bathroom. And so I'm walking, I'm like at the, at the back of the mm -hmm. church towards the vestibule, right? Like almost walking into the bathroom. And he's like, Ryan, where, where did Ryan go? Did he run off to the bathroom? And everyone turns around and I'm like. Hey, everyone. Yep, it's me. Gosh. Going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that with everyone, mm -hmm. Father. Yeah. 
But like uh, like you were saying too, uh, plenty of times priests would would like call me out. I'll luckily be at the piano, but they'll be like, "It's like that song you guys know. You guys know that one song." And then they'll just call up a random song, and they'll be like, "You guys know that, right? Go ahead and play it." And I'm like, "Why would you think that I just like have this cataloged in my brain and we'll play this for you right now?" Um, this actually just happened last weekend. It's a very simple song. I know it, but Father, it was this this last mm-hmm. weekend. We've been we've been doing like their mini season of light. So there's been a lot of themes about light the last three weekends. And Father was like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. is actually a great great uh, weekend for this little light of mine." Hit it, Ryan. And I'm like, I know that song, but I don't have it, it in front of me. And I, and I was like, I don't know what key it is. Because like you need to have a congregational key, right? Um, and if you don't put it in the congregational yeah. key, everyone's going to be like way too high, way too low. So I'm like, I don't want to just like learn this in front of the congregation yeah. and try to figure out the key. So I was like, nah, yeah. you sang it, you sang it great, Father, because we had this happen one time. This is embarrassing to say out loud on the podcast, but um, I hadn't been, it was during COVID and I hadn't been doing anything except for staying at home, going to do stuff at mass. And I'm not like playing bars, playing mm-hmm. piano bar music and stuff and playing in social events. Um, and so right. I hadn't played Happy Birthday on the piano in forever. And we finally started coming back from COVID. And it was at the beginning or the end of Mass. And Father's like, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. Let's sing Happy Birthday to him. Ryan, hit it. And I'm like, okay, I, obviously, like, I know how to play Happy Birthday. It's, <laughs> it's chord per- uh, it, I know yeah. music, music jargon, but it's like one five one five one four one. you know. Um, I got it. But I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, what key is it in? And I'm like, for, the, for like a normal voice. And so I was like, it's got to be C major, right? So I, I play right. in C major, and it's the wildly high version. And I was going to say, that's really high. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I was like, wait, yeah. do we start on the root or do we start on the fifth? And I was like, oh, crap, we started on the fifth. And I was like, we're way high. And I was like, I can't go back now. And so I just like, I'm a high, I'm a very high like rock singer when I need to be. Yeah. And so I was just like. I played it fat, like way too fast. So I was like, I got to get through this. And I just like sung it like a rock tune up, like up the octave. And everyone was like, what? And father was like, I don't know what just happened, but I I hope you have a better birthday than that. And I was like so embarrassed. And he he kept calling back to it weeks and weeks and months and even years later. He's like, I hope you know how to play that song better, better than happy birthday. I'm like, bro, come on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But thanks for coming on. It's been great to talk to you from the for the West Side uh, West Coast edition of Funny Liturgical Moments, uh, episode two. Um, we're going to do a, a, another podcast every couple weeks. So uh, check us out on uh, YouTube and Spotify at the Church Files podcast. And if you have a funny story that you'd like to share, it's uh, the Church Files podcast at gmail.com. Uh, usually we have a little story at the end that uh, someone has sent in one, but right now I've used up the, the ones that um, were good enough, I thought, to share on the air. So uh, what I'm going to try and do if the technology works is when I was at the Composers Forum a few weeks ago, um, I got to interview some, some uh, composers, and if it works, you're going to see it right now. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this fourth edition of the Church Files podcast. I'm so excited to be at the Composers Forum, which is something a lot of us composers do every year in St. Louis, and we all get together for a week-long retreat, and it's just been a wonderful week. We just finished a great concert tonight, 
And uh, for this episode, I just figured we'd invite some composers over before they go to bed because we're all very tired. It's been a long four days. So um, my first guest, my gosh, I am so privileged to have all the way from across the pond here, Mr. Christopher Walker with us. How you doing, Chris? Uh, fine. <laughs> so you've worked for the church for a few years, huh? Since I was six and a half. Really? And we won't ask you how no. old you are now. No, please don't. I know. A hundred and... No, never mind. <laughs> so in your several years, you must have seen some funny, you know, things that have happened, you know, at different masses, well, liturgies, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, things, things like Spanish brides coming into the cathedral. And just before I can play, here comes the bride. She's going, here I am for my wedding. And she was at the sanctuary already, so I closed the music up. There was no need to play that. <laughs> so you just skipped right over. <laughs> no, I, I, but her husband-to-be uh, wasn't, wasn't in sight. She was there, and she was in red completely. Yeah. Um, her husband was no, in, no, not in sight. So where, because Spanish weddings, I should have said, they, they walk in together. But he was. But we. Everyone turned to the back of the cathedral, and there was the husband to be uh, at the back. Um, unfortunately, the week before the wedding, he had had a car accident and broken both legs. Oh, geez. so both legs were plastered. So he was at the back. Oh my gosh! But he he made it. Till the front, front of the church, they got, they got married. The, the bride-to-be, she says to me, um, for communion, I have to have the favorite, my favorite piece. We all know it. We have to, we, we have to have it. Can we please have for <laughs> communion, old lang syne. Old lang syne. <laughs> That's her favorite I, song? I, I, I said, it's not, not a sacred song. No, but it's yeah. everyone know it. I have to have it for my wedding. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. So um, so you played it? So we, no, no, no. We had the communion song, okay. and and then I played it. I did. Of course I did. It's their wedding. It wasn't a Sunday bloody mass, for God's sake. <laughs> that was their wedding. I played it. <laughs> Uh, no. I played it molto, molto, slow. Slow. <laughs> so they, molto slow. You know, so there was the other wedding where, another Italian wedding where I didn't get paid. And, and I, I, at the back of, back, of the, back of the cathedral, I said, excuse me, where's, where's, I, I, you know, 25 pounds, please. And, and the father brought oh. How much? Oh, oh, okay. He gets out of his hand a handful of ten-pound notes. How much? How many? How many do you want? That'll do. Thank That'll you. Do. <laughs> but wow. I suppose I shouldn't tell the story about what happened to me in Assisi. Oh well, here we go. You can cut this one. Okay. I was in Assisi with a hundred and ten American seminarians, okay. doing an RCIA institute. For the, for, for, the, for the American College in Rome. And RCIA, it means Roman Catholics in agony, you understand. Um, uh, we were doing the Easter Vigil. Christiane Brusselmans, the person who gave us the RCIA, actually she was the person who discovered it and gave mm. it to the world. She was there, and the presider was Jim Dunning for the Easter Vigil. And Christiane Brusselmans 
had persuaded the the, the small the, the the original cathedral that St. Francis of Assisi had actually built the apse of had persuaded the priest to take out all the plastic uh, plastic statues and the f flashing lights mm. and took out all the pews so that we could have the Easter Vigil there. And we had the font outside looking down down the, the wonderful vista through the vines for the we had the font there for the for the blessing of the water. Don't okay. look. I'm, I'm nearly finished. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's good. So we're in Italy, and we're in the middle of the Easter Vigil, and Jim Dunning, no one will remember his name except people who knew him. <laughs> That's true. It's a dictate. Is there with an Italian Paschal candle, which is five and a half feet tall. And he, uh, Jim Dunning, liked to make gestures really strong. So when you're blessing the water at the at the at the Easter Vigil, there's one line in the prayer is we we you know we we as, as we th we throw ourselves into into the waters of baptism and 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 the, the rubric is you push the candle three times mm -hmm. into the water, and so Jim very, very energetically thrust this, this nearly six-foot candle three times into the water and brought it out. And we're, we're praying, mm -hmm. and he brings the candle out. And what Jim didn't know was this six-foot candle was hollow. And so <laughs> when he was thrusting it into the water of the baptism, Six feet of water, water. filled the candle. <laughs> oh and when he pulled the candle out, all I can say is the sound was like a, a, a cart horse relieving itself <laughs> <laughs> for about three seconds. And while it was still going on, Dr. Christian Brusselman said, keep going, pray, pray. <laughs> You would probably have to cut that and, story. And, and did you sing like "Flow River Flow" or something <laughs> after that, or what? I mean, what was the what was the accompanying hymn? I can't remember. Healing waters. Did you write something <laughs> on the on the spot? I wished I had. <laughs> wow. Well, it sounds like the Easter vigils in England are pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, that was Italy. That was Italy. Oh, this is Italy. That's right. And, I'm sorry. And there were 110 American seminarians there. Oh, well, they yeah. all learned how to do it. They, 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 or they are I'm sure what not them, to do. None of them have duplicated the process. They're all like, don't do that. Okay, now we know. Wow. Well, you know, thanks for a little bit of energy that well, you gave us. Thank you. From the heart to my bottom. Christopher. The bottom of my heart. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Thank you. So great to have you. Goodbye, everyone. So, Christopher Walker, everybody. Yeah. We will see you next time on the Church Files podcast. Remember, Humor is out there. Thanks, Ryan Klaus, for being our fourth guest on the Church Files podcast. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Have a great one. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. Invite your friends to like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and our Facebook page at the Church Files podcast. And remember, if you have a funny church story, send it to churchfilespodcast at gmail.com. God bless, and remember, humor is out there.